Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another hype episode. And in this one, we are going to talk about Spiral from the Book of Saw, you know. And (laughs) I had heard about this one being buzzed about since last year, really. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this one was supposed to come out last year and it didn't because of the pandemic or what. Yeah, it it was supposed to come out and it got bumped. When was it supposed to come out last? May 2020, right? I've feel like that is true i don't even remember i feel like 2020 is just a blur (laughs) yeah what's so interesting to me is the i'll talk about some of the themes of this movie but yeah okay i'm looking at it right now originally scheduled to be released in may 2020 it was delayed due to the covid19 pandemic and then it was released obviously may 2021 it was supposed to be released in may 2020 so it was filmed obviously before that and the commentary feels like it's commentary on maybe things that happened after it was filmed and it was supposed to be released, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Not that that stuff hasn't needed commentary for a long time, but right. just, just as far as being as prevalent as it was in like June of 2020 with the Black Lives Matter movement and the ACAB movement, if you will. So let's talk about Spiral. Now, before we do... I almost didn't get to see this movie, even though you were going to get a review from Kristen and me going, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. that happened, huh? <laughs> I called Kristen and I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen, bro. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how she felt about that or what her thought was. She was being very supportive on the surface. I don't know if she was panicking or if she was just going to call it a wash or what, but. Hey, I have a wedding in like two days and all this other crap to worry about. So you know what? If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. (laughs) It wasn't meant to be. I still got popcorn. So (laughs) I was so pissed, first of all, because I had a friend that came. Kristen and I didn't see it together because one, she lives in a different city. And two, we have different work schedules. So she went and saw it when I was working. And... I went and saw it after I got off work in the evening on a different day. And so I went to this theater right by my house and it had a 7.30 showing. So me and my other friend, his name, or our friend, his name is John. We went and he's a patron, shout out. And (laughs) we showed up to the theater and we're like, oh, well, there's not that many people here. That's cool. Nothing on the website about anything. And we pull on the door. Oh, this one's locked. Okay, maybe this door. Locked, (laughs) locked, locked. The theater's fucking closed, even though it said there was a 7.30 and a 7.45 and an 8.40 showing in multiple th- They had two different, sh- like, screens for this specific movie and other movies showing as well. If you're not going to show the movie because not enough people bought tickets, can you put it on your fucking website? Right. Also, we are still in a pandemic what do you mean not enough people showed up then you open it for the two people that did show up maybe and maybe it had something to do with like the employee shortage you know like maybe they don't have enough employees to operate so put it on your website and this theater's website has specifically always been 
bad. Oh, yeah. Not great. The theater is awesome because nobody really goes to it, but nothing else. Yeah. Nothing on their Facebook, nothing on their website, absolutely nothing. And so the showing was at 730. We looked at every single theater in Colorado Springs. And I shit you not, the only theater that was up next was a 750 on the opposite end of town. And when I tell you opposite, my exit is the northmost exit. And this one is the pretty much the southmost exit. (laughs) Of Colorado Springs. And Colorado Springs is a big city, so it takes like 30 minutes to get from one end to the other. Right. So I called Kristen and I was like, I'm doing my best, bro. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> and I haven't even told you this yet, Kristen. So I'm like, all right, we're fucking going. I'm going to get there. I'm I'm going to speed. It'll be fine. We are literally on the entrance ramp to get on the fucking highway. And I'm just talking to him. And I had this epiphany and I looked at him and I literally screamed, is there a fucking tarantula in my back seat? <gasps> what? And he looked down and he was like, there's a fucking tarantula in your back seat. So I'm spider sitting for my coworker and she gave me her tarantulas and they were all still in my car. Oh my and God. I had forgotten to take, I'm sorry. One of them was still in my car. I had forgotten to take one of them out of my car. So it was still in its enclosure, just chilling in my car. So I had to, first of all, if it had been another one of my friends, I think she would have tucked and rolled out of the car right then, just <laughs> killed herself on the highway. And second of all, we started fucking dying, like crying, laughing. First of all, just the circumstances of the night. This had turned into a whole adventure to see this fucking spiral movie. It's like, <laughs> I, w- I would do this for Candyman or something, but this, you know, right. going through all of this and I had to take the spider back home. It cannot be sitting like it had been in my garage, so it was fine, but it cannot sit in the <laughs> elements in my car baking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we had to exit, turn around, drop the spider off. It is 743. We need oh to be my God. All the way at the other end of town at 750. Go, go, go. I would just like everyone to know. My husband ran out in the driveway. We passed the spider off. Giant (laughs) fucking tarantula in my car. My friend's being a sport. We're laughing. We're like cry laughing just at the, (laughs) like, who else is just like, is there a tarantula in my backseat? Right. You know? And we made it before the previews ended. I would just like everyone to know. Woo! Yeah, my friend grabbed his car because he lives down south. He's like, I'm just going to follow you. And he, we got to the theater and he was like, you're a fucking scary driver. I was like, actually, I'm not. But I needed to get to this theater because I don't know if Kristen would be like, that's cool. Or if she was going to murder me. I, I don't know. So. I'm so proud of you because I'm the speeder. I'm the crazy one and you don't speed. So I'm so proud of you. Woo. I'm terrified to get pulled over. <laughs> I have a complex about like being disciplined. So mm, Yeah. That sounded weird, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Except I for by Adam Driver, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he could kill me, and I'd be like, thank you. Anyways, so I got there, and I got my icy and everything, and still damn made it before the fucking, yeah. My girl, woo! I know. I did it. All for this. <laughs> All for this. So anyways... This is obviously we talked about part of the Saw franchise of films, and it is also by the original director. So that's a not, thing. Not the very first one, but two, three, and four, I think. 
He did, yeah, Saw 2, 3, and 4. So one of the original directors. Because James Wan did not. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, and when I saw that name, I was like, ah, yes. They did, James Wan and Lee Winnell serve as executive producers. So, you know. You still have some of these people alongside doing this movie. And it did, I don't know how you feel about it. It did feel in certain aspects like Saw, but then there were long lengths of time where it didn't. When it did, it did, but when it didn't, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't see Jigsaw. I have not seen Jigsaw, and but I have seen a lot of comparison between this and Jigsaw, so I can't compare this to Jigsaw. But I think that comparison only becomes comes because it was the most recent in the installment. So and Chris Rock is in this and he's a comedian and he wanted to branch out into the horror genre. And we also have Samuel L. Jackson in this and they are both cops. Samuel L. Jackson is Chris Rock's father and Chris Rock is a police officer. And Samuel L. Jackson was basically the captain and of the same police department that his son came up in and he was like this big deal captain basically and this the premise of this one is this killer is going after dirty cops but chris rock's character actually turned in a dirty cop and so he's kind of like that good cop but all of the other cops think he's a rat And Mm -hmm. there is a lot of, I'm going to talk about, like, police commentary there. So I I liked that part of it. I liked who the victims were because of how I feel about (laughs) that, I guess you could say. And it was really great seeing the saw traps again. But it was a lot of... It was a lot of the, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but like, it was a lot of the police station (laughs) and not a ton of like, when you got a glimpse of the saw traps, it was a lot of fun and it brought me back, but it was just such short stints of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the one thing I did say to you is I went to see a horror movie. I did not go to see a cop drama. There are times when you know you know that someone has been killed by a saw trap by a jigsaw trap but you don't actually even see the kill happen it's like you just see the aftermath that's not what i came to see right and they show like little snippets of the kill when they do the flashback but like when you come from being raised in the saw franchise you can handle it you know what i mean yeah Like, it showed things, but it was very, like, a quick little flash here and there. It didn't dwell on any of the gore. And typically, I would say, I don't need that, but you literally created a genre. Yes. Exactly. And I got tired of... So, first of all, I love Chris Rock. He's very funny. But maybe he needs to continue being a comedian because his, like, mean face or his, like... I don't know, bad guy face. Like, it is so bad. You can tell he doesn't, he should have a smile on his face. He shouldn't have that fucking look. It's, it's, it's bad. 
you know, that's not something that I actually noticed. But maybe it was because I was more into like the I was actually really into the the narrative, I guess, of who the killer was and why they were doing it and I loved the fact the, of why they were doing it. And I was trying to figure out why or if he actually was a dirty cop. So I was trying to work some things out in my head, which that is a good aspect of the movie. That being said, the thing that they try to do with the red herring in this film is very obvious that it's a red herring. Absolutely. Literally right off the bat, there's this new cop and he goes, I'm here because of your dad. And you're like, oh, okay. So you're the bad guy. Got it. Or something. He says, or like, there's something off about him. He's either, he mentioned somebody's pulling the string, so he, he's, he's either an accomplice feeding the person information, or he's literally the one doing it. Right. And, and that's obvious right off the bat. And But you know, they try to make it seem like it's Chris Rock's father, Samuel L. Jackson, as being the killer. But if there are some times where you're like, well, maybe they're going to make you think it's the red herring and you're like, no, it can't be, and it actually is. But then also, this movie is not that kind of film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, now, there was some of the same kind of cinematography, and like I think it was the nostalgia that made it feel like when you had those good moments with it. Because it's hard to... Sometimes it's hard to separate, at least for me. Maybe it's because the Saw movies give me all of those, like this kind of like personal and I've talked about this and saw like oh my god I saw these with my dad and I wish my dad was here because he would have loved that kill and like the the first one there was this cop and he was he lied on the stand and he put a lot of innocent people away so he had to either cut off his tongue or get killed and he was we're back in a saw trap and and I was just excited and I it brought me back and you know I think that it's hard sometimes when you just want to be excited about a movie to really be like like this movie, I'm kind of jumping ahead. I did not hate it. And I think a, lo- a lot of people, like when I left, I was like, I, that was not nearly as bad as I would I was expecting it to be or that I've heard that it was. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people had a different experience. But I think I was also just excited to get back into a theater to see Saul, even though I have neglected like Jigsaw and stuff. I think it has just been so much time for me since I've been in that headspace. Yeah, I I did not like it. I will let everyone know that right now. One huge reason is the fucking toxic masculinity in this whole fucking film. Just the whole time, it's all of a sudden Chris Rock yelling at somebody or somebody yelling at him and him having to have his bad boy face on. And it was so fucking annoying. And the the jigsaw traps were also super annoying. Like the, the thing with Jigsaw is that he really tried to basically match the punishment with the crime and there are times in here where the punishment doesn't like i'm okay so you lied on the the stand so you lose your tongue okay but he's also wrapped up with barbed wire and he gets fucking run over by a train like that's a lot much for lying on the stand you know there's other guys where he fucking loses his fucking fingers because he shot somebody in the face. Yes, that's fucking terrible. But are you kidding me? He loses his fingers. They get pulled off one at a time. And he gets electrocuted. That's a lot. Yeah, I I, I mean, I see where you're coming from. And I know that there, 
you know, I'm going to jump ahead again. And before I, we give our like final reviews, there is a major difference between how the audience felt about this and how the critics feel about this so far. It hasn't been out for very long. It just released this week, I believe, or maybe late last week, but when at the time of reviewing, but there's a major difference here. So the critics right now on Rotten Tomatoes have this standing at a 37%. The audience score has this standing at a 76%. So when you see that big gap between how the critics have it really low, but the audience has it standing pretty high, you have to also think about what are these reasons here? You know, like this movie isn't going to win any awards, but why are people seeing it and what did they like from it? You know, and it did, there were a lot of things where like they, I think they took a lot of things that they knew people liked from certain Saw movies and they just also threw quite a bit of things in here for some of that fan service, which I think would bring this score up to like that 76%. Like when you hear the Saw music, you also get really hype, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you, there was a scene where we have him, let's talk about Saw 3 for a moment. When you have him doing tests to save other people, that was pretty successful in Saw 3, you know? Mm -hmm. So it felt very similar. You have this good guy that doesn't want to be killed or that the, you know, Jigsaw character doesn't want to kill going through and saving these people essentially which was successful in saw three and people liked it so we're going to add that in so it you know i'm it's it's interesting to see the disconnect between the maybe not disconnect but the difference between the critics looking at it as critics and the audience looking at it as i'm assuming saw fans maybe just movie fans maybe just horror fans it's hard to say because you also have to think about it as this could be a generation of people that didn't grow up with Saw. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm also frustrated with, okay, I'm sorry. If you want to watch this movie, go watch it. Cause I'm going to give a huge spoiler right now. Huge one. I'm also irritated because the whole point of Jigsaw was to put people through these things. And if they can survive it, you let them go. Literally Chris Rock has to go in and save his father and he does. He saves his father. He is bleeding into all these jars, which, by the way, he would have already bled out. And I love Samuel Jackson, but you would have been so fucking weak. He's still being his motherfucker person. Like, no, no, you would have been, like, pale and dying. There's so much blood in these jars, okay? But Chris Rock, does what he, he makes the shot he's supposed to, knocks his father down off this this thing where he's hanging and his blood's pouring out. And then the SWAT people come in. And they end up cutting this cord. It brings Samuel L. Jackson back up like a puppet. And one of his arms even comes up and it looks like a gun. So these SWAT people just fucking take him out. They just pour a bunch of fucking bullets into his body. So even though he made it through, he still died. What the fuck? That was my biggest issue with this. I thought it was a fairly enjoyable movie personally pretty much throughout the entire thing. Obviously I had issues with it. I'm not saying I didn't until pretty much that scene because originally Jigsaw was true to everything that he said. If you, he told the 
Chris Rock's character, shoot that target and your dad will be saved, period. He did not say, but you, then you have to do this or then you have to do that. Right. And he did. But that wasn't the case. And then they tried to make it this whole thing where, oh, well, he mentioned someone else is pulling the strings. Okay, but you just said all he had to do was shoot that target. Right. And his dad would be saved. So you're not Jigsaw. Like, you know. And what I did, what what I think where this, now it, it's interesting. I'm kind of reading through some of these audience scores. And people either hate it or said it is the best one since the first one. Which is really interesting to me because these are like longtime Saw fans and they're saying it's the best one since the first one. So I'm wondering what did it for them. Mm-hmm. And they're not really saying. But the successes of the first one was we spent, let's just talk about the first one, so much time with the victims. So much time with them. And we don't do that. We don't spend any time in the traps or making the traps or the investigation always came secondary in all of Mm -hmm. the Saw movies that I've seen, at least. This was very much investigation first, you know, all of the other gore and traps secondary, which we've already mentioned. What I really, really liked about this film is probably not what it was, maybe what it was meaning to do, but this was pre the surge of the Black Lives Matter movement in June of 2020, is I really liked at least the police commentary they were showing how and this maybe was had nothing to do with you know i I mean it does have something to do with the movie but it shows the inside of a police force and how if you are an honest cop you know telling the, the world like this cop shot an innocent man that should be what happens and that should be what you do but you are seen as the rat of the police force, basically. And all of these other cops are lying on the stand and getting people put away or shooting a man on the side of the road, which we see in real life all the time. And so that's why they're being put into these traps. So uh, it was satisfying to watch, at least on my end of things, to see that being punished because we don't get that justice in the real world. And I know that doesn't make a movie good, but at the very least, it had some carrying narrative there. So I I did appreciate it for for that. And I mean, for me, it was an okay movie. It definitely doesn't beat out any of the other Saw movies I've ever seen. I think I've only seen one through five, so maybe six, but I don't really remember it. And this one would probably be go in there with not really that memorable you know yeah before we grade the last little irritant that i had was all of the victims are cops so maybe act like a fucking cop like there's a point where the guy who gets his fingers pulled off one at a time before he gets taken he goes by himself into this abandoned factory building And he's looking for somebody. He finds out that they're not there. And he's on the phone, leaving his back to nothing. That is literally a cop thing. Not leaving your back to nothing. So what the fuck are you doing? There's another point. The head head of the department is a woman. She goes down to the basement to find a file. And she gets locked in this room with the killer so that she can be tortured in there. Okay, she has a gun. 
She shoots at the fucking vault door. Shoot at the motherfucker that just locked you in there with the pig mask on that you know is killing your other people. You don't even have to shoot him in the face if you want to talk to him. Wing him. You're a fucking cop. That's true. That is a good point. Like, the one guy that went into, like, the warehouse area by himself looking for someone, his partner even knew where he was going and he didn't have backup. Yeah. Knowing that there is a cop killer on the loose and not just that like a very sophisticated one at that yeah you know so i mean i'm sure y'all can tell this movie made me mad honestly it was really boring i was really surprised how bored i was but it's because it was a cop drama i expected to go into a horror movie and nothing was scary in it so one for me so it did not disappoint me nearly that much i was i wish there would have been a little bit more of the actual traps and a little bit more of the gore that I wanted from the Saw movie. I thought that the whole justice of the police department was interesting. I liked the commentary and I know that that doesn't make the movie. I get that, but you know, the, the, them flipping of with the investigation coming first, even the investigation was messy though, like to be clear. Oh yeah. And, and it wasn't like, you know, he was staying up all night trying to put it together. Like in the first one, there is a cop that is staying up all night trying to piece things together. And it actually is pretty intriguing. It did it did not bore me, but, you know, I just wish it didn't quite give me what I wanted. But I will say this for me is pretty middle of the road. I don't think it's if you're going in because you love Saw and you're so excited it's really going to hit it on the head for you and you're really going to come out super satisfied. But for me, I would probably give it a three. So Kristen and I actually pretty differ on this. I was actually surprised that I didn't walk out absolutely fucking despising this movie and she did. So Mm -hmm. I think that it's, I'd I'd be interested to see how some of y'all feel after you see this because I will say it is very cop drama-y, too. Mm-hmm. And I totally give you that. It just is a little bit more gory. <laughs> so, And it has the saw music. <laughs> and they kind of bring up the fact that there is a copycat jigsaw. And if you didn't know about saw or jigsaw, you wouldn't even really know what they were talking about because they don't really allude back to any of those cases. You know, I wish they, they bring up a cold case at one point, and I wish we had known what that was. Mm-hmm. You know? And... I'm kind of wondering if there, this was a setup movie for another one. Oh, I, I totally believe that that's a thing. Oh, I do have one more, one more thing really quick that I want to bitch about. So Chris Rock's character, ha- his wife cheated on him, and now they're in the midst of a divorce. And the whole fucking movie, he just keeps telling this new guy who has a new baby that you know about, and he is, you know, fairly recently married. He just keeps telling him how that he thinks this guy's wife is cheating on him. That is fucked up. Don't do that shit. Be supportive. Also that, yeah. He's just a super mad, jaded guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very... I feel like also somebody wrote this character as like the angry, jaded cop from yes. like special victims unit that's been on the force for like 40 years. And it's exactly. like... He could have edged it off a quite a bit and still been an intriguing character without being as hard ass as he was like I get it especially because like he was shot and not given backup like there's a lot to this 
you know, internal issue with this police department, but it was like a lot. <laughs> it was very over the top. Yeah, it really was. Let us know your thoughts. Are you on the middle of the road? Did you absolutely despise it? Are you more an Amanda or Kristen in this situation? <laughs> Let us know. We'll make a tally. We'll see who wins. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Or did you love it? Is it a five out of five for you? Like, I'm interested to know that too. But you have to back it up. I want to yes. know why. Not that your opinion's invalid. It's just, I want to know. Yeah. Like, and, and that's fair. Because, like, I'm reading on some of these reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and they're just like best one since the first one, but they don't really say why. So I'm just interested to know your points. So you can do that on Facebook and Instagram at the extra sisters podcast. You can do that on Gmail, the extra sisters at gmail.com, or you can do it more directly than all of those on Patreon <laughs> $1 or $5 a month at patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast. Until next time, stay creepy.